What's going on, good people, family, and friends, and black folks across the world? Oh, we yeah. are back. We are here. I am your boy, Josh Rogers. And as always, I am Brian Hare. And this is another episode of the GXL Podcast, where we talk about all of the things, but all specifically things. how to navigate life as a black millennial. We're going to talk about the perils, uh-huh. the praises, yes, the productivity, sir. and the pump and circumstance of being black. A black millennial, we just said it, in America. How are you, my brother? Well, brother, of all the days. Uh, <laughs> it's a great day to be black, brother. Why is it a great day to be black? We're here in the land of the living. Yeah. We got a, a black woman, uh, Shane in the White House, but we got a black woman uh-huh. <laughs> in high places and high, high places. Yes, that's right. We got a, a bunch of black folks, you know, working in the United States government. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just look at our skin. We just glowing. Look we, at that skin. Glistening. I've been using Fenty skin. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and the rum. As you notice, also, I cut my beard off. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know. Babyface Josh celebrate. is back <laughs> with his Fenty skin and Rihanna, you know. You don't even like Rihanna. I, no, no, I do like Rihanna. <laughs> My issue with Rihanna, I would not disclose publicly. <laughs> <laughs> but I like Rihanna. I ain't got a problem with Rihanna. I'm a fan. I like her music. But you know, you know. Okay. <laughs> Go back to the group Fish. chat for that one. <laughs> so, you know, the other part about why it's a great day, too. On top of us just being black and beautiful in these streets, mm-hmm. is that Donald Trump has left the White House. Ooh, hit the again. road, Jack, and don't you come back no more. No more, no more, no more. No more. <laughs> <laughs> hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more. What you say? Don't send no postcards. Don't send no postcards. Don't nothing. Don't he, say. He, don't say you left nothing on your desk. Get no, out. don't come back. Don't we'll come we'll back. send it to you. We'll send it to you. We will send it to you. We'll send it to you. Um, and you can't. And think it like, what is he going to do at this point? No Twitter. No, no Twitter. Social media. He's just in Florida. I, I'm my, telling you, Melania got them divorce papers ready. Man of God, did you see her on <laughs> social re- media? She ready to get out of there. <laughs> She's. I'm. I'm done. I, I've. <laughs> I've spent these four years. She's gonna take him for everything he got. And she still didn't hold that man's hand walking to the <laughs> walk out of She don't love it. him. She don't. I don't even think she loved that. I don't think she loved Baron. She don't even love that song. <laughs> we ain't seen Baron in four years. <laughs> we, we don't know what Baron looked like. Baron somewhere with the stripper nanny in a condo in New York, virtual learning. Listen. Virtual learning. <laughs> right. <laughs> God but bless the, But the thing that Melania had sex with Donald Trump at some mm. point. Almost made me spit out my water. <laughs> but to think. But to think. I shudder to think. Now she laid there and let Mr. do his business. <laughs> if Miss Celia was a foreigner, it's Melania Trump. She said the green card is, is important. She that, said, that. She, she said, I gotta secure this green card. <laughs> Lay on top of me and do your business. <laughs> she let that man jingle his jangle on top of her. That is nasty. No, thank you. That is nasty um but let's 
since we brought about we talked about Florida, Trump being there and making the, that state a little bit worse than it already is. Did you see mm-hmm. One Night in Miami? I did, and it was absolutely beautiful. Oh my goodness. <sighs> a classic. Regina King. You did it again. We stand. We do. We stand. Girl. I mean, since 227. We talked about it last week, but she can do no wrong. What can't she do? I think that's the better question. Right. Like, I I, 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 I cannot think what she can. I think of all the movies and stuff that she's been a part of, like Boys in the Hood and How You're Learning. And I, we can. I still got our groove back. Enemy of the State. You're like, it's like she's been there and done that. Poetic justice. Like, she's been there, done that. Poetic justice. Poetic justice. That's your boy. That, that is my, that's my song, too. I, I like that, that song. song. That's, a good, that's a good number. That's a good one. That is a good number. Get to tomorrow, friend of the podcast. Friend of the come on, Kendrick. <laughs> you can pull up in your minivan right up, right up here to the house in the living room. Right. We, we here. We're waiting for We you. welcome you right on in. But bro, one night in Miami was so good. I oh, know yeah. it was based on true events, but just how they like brought those characters together. You know, I'm I'm you know less the least excited about Jim Brown, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but still Clearly. I think his dyna- I think his dynamic in the movie was great, but I love the tension points between Malcolm X and Sam Cooke. Bro, it was and oh, all of this was on the cusp two of their death, of those two deaths particularly. Right. And they were like the main oh, it was just it was uh, okay, so it was February that thing the time frame was February 64. Mhm. And this is not a spoiler alert because this is public information. This is public information. Malcolm died say, like two months later or something. I think or? Malcolm died in February 65. He died a year later. He a year later. And uh, what's the man's name? Um, Sam, Sam Cook died, was murdered. They both were, I'm sorry, they didn't die. They were murdered. They were murdered. Uh, Sam Cook was murdered in December of 64. I about to say, yeah, I knew one of them died in the same year. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so even within that, I think the content, this is historical context makes that movie all the more just beautiful and tear jerking and oh my and, god oh i got there almost shed a shed a tear when when sam cook you know and let me when say he, leslie jones he's saying leslie odom leslie odom body body he, when i tell you he became sam cook mm-hmm. he became i mean from the look and all oh yeah he became sam cook and then here's the other thing that i was impressed by um, the the guy who played Muhammad Ali ain't that the same guy who was in Star Wars or something? Is that that's a different person? Possibly. I don't remember. I I couldn't I couldn't make out who that actor was. But I will say, at first I thought it was going, and it still was kind of hard seeing somebody other than Will Smith because Will Smith You're did right. such a great job with Killed Muhammad it, yeah. Ali. But that gentleman, he he, he held his, his own. He, he did, did his thing. thing. He held his own. Uh, it was just so good, man. And to your point, when I almost shed a tear was when when he sang, a change is gonna come. And he's, I mean, he's he sang, sang it. A change is going to come. Bro, I said, I, I believe a change is going to come. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I was born by the river. Oh, glory to God. In a little tent. Oh, like that river I've been running ever since. It's been a long a long time. This is so appropriate for we just for this inauguration. But I know <laughs> a change gonna come. Oh, oh yes, yes, it, it is. is. I yeah. go to the movie. <laughs> Let me stop while I get caught up because that's gossip. It, it is. It, it's 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 a it's a number. Um, and to think, you know, that's the song that 
Malcolm X gets murdered too. Oh, you know, in the Spike Lee joint. You know what I'm saying? Spike Lee joint. Shout out to Spike Lee. That movie was so well done. So well done. Man. Um, so yeah, so uh, one night. Oh, that's another thing too. Before we before we move, the guy who played Malcolm X bodied Mm -hmm. it as well. And and that's the other thing. It's kind of like seeing Will Smith as Ali. Like when I see X, I see Denzel. Oh, yeah. You know, so this and this guy actually looked more like Malcolm X than Denzel. Yeah, by far. Um, but he 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 the mannerisms of what we've seen from videos and stuff, he just it was it was so well casted, so well done. I mean, just oh yeah, if you Y'all go watch it because it may be something we talk about in depth because we just it's so many things to break down. It's so many things to break down. Like and again, like it's how just the conversation of you know even your, the trajectory of your life can be based off the conversation of your with your friends. Mm-hmm. Like the you know and the thing is like you have this this friend group and they're honest and they fighting and they love each other. And it's an interesting other, friend group. Extremely. <laughs> extremely interesting and like i said you know and i'm a historian you know so i you know i kind of knew all their background so when they're having the conversations the woman the guy was asking oh what's going on with there i was able to be like oh so the reason why this is mm-hmm. deep because mm-hmm. you know that's how that happened and then again when sam cook dies um the same year and malcolm x dies later on the next year like it's all like wow this is some good writing and acting and it was just a it was a, it was a movie. It should have came out like Black History Month because we would have we we appreciate Amazon Prime and Jeff Bezos and everything that you are, but that should have been in the box office. Oh yeah. That should have been in theaters. Easy. I would have I would have spent my money for that. Well, I would have definitely spent that fifty dollar ticket, you know, for two tickets rather, um, on that, bro. It was so well done. So I mean, so this is this is vindication for what Amazon Prime is gonna give us with the trash of coming to America too. Oh yeah. I can, oh uh, yeah, we, yeah. And I, 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 I'm going I'm to step out on the limb and do a very early prediction. You ready? What is that? I don't think that there's going to be a black movie or too many movies, period, that's going to top one night in Miami in 2021. And, and I think there's one movie that's coming out that I'm looking forward to coming out in February. We'll probably give it more juice closer to the time. And that's the movie about Fred Hampton. Um, uh, oh, and Aretha. I forget oh, about the Aretha's coming. Aretha's coming. And I think I'm, I'm not giving Lifetime no credit. Lifetime probably coming out with a Mahalia Jackson movie. Let us see playing Mahalia. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think she has the chops to do it, though. Okay. <laughs> don't do that, Brian. <laughs> I'm just, you know. I love Let us see. Now, I don't know what her acting is going to be like. But I think vocally she can. Oh, is there a easy. question? Yeah, Let us see can say. Okay, all right, all right. I, I, I know I didn't know if we had to have a side family meeting. Oh, no, no. I didn't know no. we need to leave the living room, go to the den, and have, <laughs> have a conversation. <laughs> cut, all this, cut all this off. Oh, cut all this off. <laughs> cut it all off. Holy macadamia. Yeah, but that was good, though. I enjoyed one night with my man. It was good. So, speaking of things that we watch, have you still, have you seen Ghost yet? Uh, the woman we the woman of God we need always to watch blame it, it on Lauren. We need to watch it together. I'm always blaming on Lauren. Last, last, last time she destroyed. Always blaming on Lauren. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame her this time because <laughs> the last time she destroyed me, uh, when I said that we were waiting, I was waiting on her to watch something, and she said, "Why lying to the people and all that kind of stuff." So I'm not gonna say that this time. <laughs> what I'm gonna say is, both of us are extremely busy, so I'm gonna try to find time for us to watch it together. Okay. So hopefully we you know my. 
my goal is for us to watch it this weekend together so we can talk about it on the podcast. It's not I'm, that many episodes. I think it's like seven or eight, something like that. Yeah, I'm tired of it'll it'll take you a couple of days. I mean, because that's eight hours. I so if you have a if you have like a nothing to do on a weekend, you probably can get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. yeah. I, and I Brooklyn's think... still young enough to where some of it will still go over her head. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think <laughs> usually she has like two hour naps. So that's like what? Four that's episodes? two episodes. Two episodes. Uh, they're, they're hour long. They're hour long. Hour long. Oh. So yeah, so she takes naps for about two hours. So I can get probably two episodes. We gotta watch some things back to back. Oh yeah. But then so, like you know, because you're watching them on demand, you don't have to deal with you can fast forward through all of the um the previews and the last week on on ghost and blah blah, blah true, you know, all that true, kind true, of stuff. True. So get on it, bro. I'm looking forward to it. Um Brooklyn, you yeah. posted something on your IG. I did. We talked last week about you doing HelloFresh and not exposing my niece to black food. <laughs> And here you are, very proudly, as a black father, got Brooklyn ecstatic about bacon. Now, that sounds black, right? But listen, puzzle pieces. It was turkey bacon. (laughs) We had both bacon that day. Mm -mm. Okay, so. Mm -mm. (laughs) Bacon from poultry does not count. (laughs) Swine. From the hip, I don't know where bacon comes from, but I'm just going to say it. From the hip of the pig, okay, is what we want. Got this baby holding up this pink piece of meat. It all got rubbery. Looked like tire tracks was on it. What is happening? I, I immediately messaged you and said, that ain't bacon. <laughs> that ain't bacon. She oh. enjoyed it because that's what you exposed her to. If you give her some 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 greasy bacon, she likes greasy bacon. She likes regular bacon. The thing yeah, was that I'm bacon, a, that bacon okay. was was listen. So the, <laughs> the bacon package was open, mm-hmm. and we I don't believe in throwing out food. Mm-hmm. So we made the bacon, mm-hmm. and we ate the bacon. But we also had regular bacon. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't get a picture of her mm-hmm. holding the real bacon. Mm-hmm. Next time I call your house, I'm bringing the thick cut bacon with the rind on the side. <laughs> She gonna have some. She gonna have some crackling on the side of that bacon. Some good, <laughs> some country. But Brooklyn going, Brooklyn blood pressure gonna be two hundred over over one forty. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my, my daughter loves bacon. Though. She, my, she loves, she likes food. She's like, Bro, she loves food. Bacon is just good. It is. And I know we're going down a rabbit hole about bacon, but bacon is just. If if you got rid of all pork, just save me bacon. Oh yeah! If it, we had to get rid of all the other pieces, parts of the pig, pork chops, loins, whatever they stuff, yeah, give me the bacon. I love. I prefer. I listen. I believe a swine rib is the real rib. It but is I can rib. deal with a beef rib tip. What I can't deal with is fake bacon. I gotta have my bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about giving a pork for, but I said nope. I love. I love bacon way too much. Give <laughs> me no Muslim, bro. You can't live Old Testament. Now, you know, I ain't getting down there praying no five times a day to the east or the west or whatever they do. Now, I respect all my Muslim brothers and sisters. Shout out to y'all. Assalamu alaikum. But, <laughs> but, you know, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. He's my savior. He's my savior. When storms are raging. When storms are raging. He's my what? He's my shelter. Where he leads me. Where he leads me. What's going to happen? I will follow. Why? I love Jesus. Uh-huh. He loves me. 
I love the Lord and I won't oh, take that's a good one. I'll add more to it before I ever take it back, Brian. <laughs> You're gonna get me you trying to get me stirred on this mic, and I ain't gonna do it. Meta God, do you have a song of the week since we sing it? I do. Um, the funny thing is, okay, I don't know if it's a good transition from I love the Lord. <laughs> you know, speaking of that, we were in a group chat today. Okay. <laughs> Talking about, you know, the joy that filled our spirit when Donald Trump left the office. We were just putting songs in there indicative of the moment. You know, we made it, you know, never would have made it. I'm still here. How I got over. Man of God. Man of God does the exact thing he just mentioned. Comes in <laughs> and just shifts. I'm like, oh, well, that was a transition, Brian Hair. <laughs> I mean, from, from holies of holies into the straight secular and profane. Mm -hmm, it was. So, so live in that vein right now. <laughs> Take us there. Take us and, out. And this is a different song. Okay. But it's a little bit in the... I had a couple songs that, you know. Okay. <laughs> Where's your note? Where's your note? <laughs> I don't know if I need to know this. <laughs> oh, is, is it a rap song? <laughs> oh, it's a rap song. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> I had a couple to choose from, but I'm going to do this one. And, okay. I, and pray for me because I want to make sure I don't, you know, <laughs> slip up and okay. say something. <laughs> Tame his tongue, Lord. <laughs> Work on me, Jesus. I don't f with you. Mm. You little stupid. I'm with you. You little dumb. I'm with you. I got a million tree of little things I would do. Then to be with you, a little stupid. I don't you. I don't give up. I don't. I don't. I don't give up. I don't give up. I don't. I don't. I don't give up. Uh, don't give up about you or anything you do. I. I. You know. That's I'm gonna stop there. Okay, okay. You know, the censoring was a little whack. I wish just, we had some type of. I wish I would have just been able to say the stuff. <laughs> oh. Um, we ain't got no sound or buzzer or nothing. Mm -hmm. I would have loved to have done that. It's it's okay. We but get that's my big Sean. That's I big don't Sean. F with you, big Sean, friend of the podcast, friend of the podcast. That's a, <laughs> that's, a that's how the song starts. That's how the song starts. First five letters, first five words. <laughs> I don't. don't. Mm -hmm. F mm -hmm. with you. Yep. Yep. That's a way to start a song. It's <laughs> a way to start a song. The other song I might have done was uh, F Donald Trump. F Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the lyrics on that were kind of funny. But, <laughs> you know. Oh, shoot. All right, brother. You ready to get this podcast officially started? I am ready. Let's go and get into the Blessing Report. Let's do it. Let's do it. In the midst of confusion. Yeah. All right, going from cussing to Jesus. Uh, uh, he'll turn me around. Uh, Thank you, Jesus. Put my feet on solid ground. <laughs> Take me out that Myri. Bro, what is the Myri clay? What is Myri clay? What is it? He said it took my feet out the Myri clay and placed it on the rock to stay. Now, if I know anything about clay, your foot getting stuck to that rock. Reverend, that's sticky. It's like putting your toes in tobacco. Is it like wet dirt? It's like somebody has matured tobacco and you stuck your foot in it and you stuck it on a rock. The rock to stay. Ooh, the chief the cornerstone. Ain't it? Rock of ages. Clef My God today. Blessed report. Blessed report. Blessed report. <laughs> blessed report. So the blessed report, man. We, uh, man, this is the place in space where we 
shout out black folks doing black things because black excellence is 365 24-7. Listen, 25-8. All the time. (laughs) Uh, So, two people. I'm going to start with Amanda Gorman, uh, our inauguration poet today. A queen. A laureate. Uh, Ain't she? She's something. (laughs) She's something. She's from, you know, she's from California. Shouts out to Los Angeles, California. Shouts out to California. West Coast. It's the best coast. Um, Okay. So this 22-year-old Harvard grad, he wasn't HBCU, but we'll, we'll accept Harvard. We'll accept know. Harvard. You know, we we'll need black Harvard. representation in the Ivies. We do. We do. Um, so this 22-year-old Harvard grad uh, is the youngest inauguration poet, again, at age 22. So shouts out to her. She stood up there with power and conviction, spoke with her chest, mm-hmm. uh, and gave us a good, 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 good word on this day. So we do celebrate her. Uh, black women are doing great things, man. Um, the future is black. And it's a black woman. So shouts out to all black women and shouts out and bless up to Amanda Gorman, our inauguration poet. Um, Eugene Goodman. Does that name sound familiar to you? It does. He's okay. the um, the black um, Capitol Police hero, right? That is him. So for those that aren't familiar, again, like what Josh said is Eugene Goodman is the brave Capitol Police officer who risked his life. Would have mm. laid down his life. Mm, mm-mm. Uh, for our elected officials in the Capitol, we have in Jesus. Oh, I'm not going to do that with Don't you, Brian. Do Don't do it. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be caught up in it. <laughs> uh, he laid, he risked his life, uh, literally, uh, when some insurrectionists and traitors uh, stormed the Capitol building, trying to cause a revolution in the Civil War. Um, but shouts out, you know how, you know how God works things out? Mm-hmm. You know how God works things out? Uh, when you're faithful with a few things, the small things. That's the Bible. You, that's the word of God. He'll make you rule over many. So he was mm-hmm. actually promoted to be the acting deputy sergeant at arms. So his quick thinking saved many lives. Uh, and you know, RP to those five people who died. Yeah. RP to the police officer <laughs> who was murdered. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shouts out to this police officer who definitely uh, risked his life to save our elected officials. So bless up to, again, Amanda Gorman, and bless up to Officer Eugene Goodman. Black people doing great black things all day, everything, all day, every day. And we salute you, and again, bless up to you. Bless up to y'all. Joshua. What's up, bro? I think we have a lot on the billboard, I'm sure. I'm sure you got something for us. We got some things on the billboard, so let's um, plug our eyes in and bring our attention in. I want to start this off on a solemn note. Okay. If anybody who knows me knows, there are a few people who I love. Now, anybody who knows Josh Rogers knows Josh Rogers don't get starstruck over too much of nobody. Mm -hmm. I've been plenty of moments where I've seen celebrities like, oh, that's such and such, and I've kept on walking, <laughs> or we I've live, kept on, you know, we live in Atlanta. We live in Atlanta. Atlanta and you know, I have a stuff. job. I've had this job and a previous job that allowed me to travel. So I've been in airports. I've seen people. I literally sat directly across from Tara Owens one time. Mm-hmm. Um, so men, there's not, I say that to say there's not many celebrities that can really move me, but there are a few that will make me, in the words of the late great Richard Penniman, aka Little Richard, that'll make me scream like a little white lady. And <laughs> some of those people are, of course, Beyonce, oh, uh, nice. Lala Anthony, okay, um, would be one of them, um, Chance the Rapper, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, Chance the Rapper, um, 
the late great, if she was alive, Eartha Kitt would have would have done it for me. Ah, I, I had a I had a crush on that old woman, on that old woman. From Boomerang. Uh, yes, Eartha Kitt, the yes, original Catwoman. Uh, but you know there are very few people who are gonna make me like oh my god oh my god um the clark sisters any of them um (laughs) you know but on that list is unless you're a church baby you may not really know but duranis pace of the legendary pace sisters right Mm -hmm. here out of um, the atlanta area um unfortunately um, she was sick, got sick around the holiday season, around Thanksgiving. And unfortunately, um, she succumbed to that illness and she passed away. Uh, she left us last week. And we are so saddened to um, to report the loss of this gospel icon of an iconic group. She, For you who, who do not know her, she is the sister of LaShawn Pace. She's the, the more famous one out of the sisters. Um, she was the, However, she was the lead singer of the Pace sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a, one of the least things in Bobby Jones Nashville, um, super quiet Bobby Jones, um, and and like her, like she 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 was a little quirky in her personality, but it was just genuinely who she was. She had this infectious joy. She was always able to see the best of of in people and of things. She has an amazing testimony of how she was um poisoned and almost died and all these other different types of things and said that she wouldn't be able to sing anymore mm-hmm. and um just 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 an amazing life in terms of what she was able to survive and overcome and uh, and we lost her and unfortunately due to covid the family we respect the family's decision has decided Definitely. not to do a public funeral and things like that um but that's it's so sad because so many icons whether mm-hmm. they be you know more local icons or nationally have not been given the opportunity mm-hmm. um, to really get, I think, the memorials that they deserve, that yes, they sir. rightly deserve. And I think Duranis, specifically in the gospel community, especially in Georgia, mm-hmm. deserve that kind of honor. So we are definitely praying for the Pace family, for her son specifically, yes. um, and just everybody who loved and was connected to her. I was a fan fan. Um, the woman could sing. I mean, could sing. sing. And it was so effortlessly um, done on her part. Uh, she went viral numerous times, mm-hmm. uh, especially with her happy, 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 happy Thanksgiving. Happy, happy. So have you ever seen that? Um, when she bust through the door and said, I just got one question. <laughs> Are you happy? Happy, happy. That's that's Duranda's pace. She mm-hmm. was on the Steve Harvey show. She had made that marker in her life once um so you've probably seen her around didn't know who she was she's the woman who was in videos ministering to cracker barrel in walmart and you know in restaurants and singing and stuff like that um but that is Duranda's pace again prayers up for her family for her loved ones for her friends um we are definitely 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 lifting them up and keeping them in our thoughts um found out this week that jasmine sullivan and her um, not the pronoun, but the person uh, will, will be singing at the Super Bowl. Jasmine Sullivan will be singing the national anthem and her will be singing America, the, the beautiful. And we are absolutely here for it. They oh, recently man. just did a collaboration on, on Jasmine's a- album and it's really great. And so many times the Super Bowl gets it, get just gets it wrong. Mm-hmm. They get it wrong. Um, especially for the America, the beautiful thing, right? They, they, they pick sometimes just like rent kind of like today, you know, we didn't need to hear Jennifer Lopez sing anything. And we'll get into that a little bit later, but 
Never. Yeah, but the, <laughs> but but the Super Bowl got it right this time. Jasmine Sullivan will be singing that, and I'm I'm really, bro. I'm I'm going to think that she's going to give us some. I don't think it's going to be as unique as Marvin Gaye's signature mm-hmm. national anthem, but I think because she is so musical, mm-hmm. I'm. It's not going to be. Oh, be um. Oh, say can you see? I, I don't think it's oh, just going to no. be that. I think it's going to be. She gonna something. She gonna lullaby us. Yeah, she yeah. She gonna run up and down that scale. She gonna do it, and like, I'm gonna be here for it. I'm I'm gonna go out on, on a limb right here. Okay. I don't know how how big the limb is. I hope it's a big one. What was big? She is currently the best singer on the planet at, at this moment. Mm. Alive, alive. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Can I debate you on that just for debating sake? Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I can. She's like she's like the vocal bible. Like if you th- think about your favorite singers, singer, mm-hmm. Jasmine Sullivan is that person. Yeah. She has studied some greats that's out there and they're still alive. Oh, yeah. Clearly. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I give you that. Jasmine is her voice, her control. Um, it's just it's just, it's it's amazing. And she doesn't have a lot of range, mm-hmm. but what she does with the range that she has is bruh. <sighs> Jasmine. Like the upruns that she does. So stars in the basement. And, and you know, out. I love a raspy voice. Shout out to the oh. Grace Clark. Cole. Oh, yes. Um, and she gives me all of that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And, and her is a phenomenal singer as well. So mm-hmm. we're super excited to hear both of them. We are here for, again, Black Excellence on display. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyrie Irving, basketball player. You know I am a, an expert on all things sports. We established this last week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie Irving purchased George Floyd's family a home. Um um, the, the retired NBA player and all the smoke podcast host, uh, Steven Jackson, who was close friends with George Floyd, divulged that the Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving bought a home uh, for George Floyd's family. And we know Kyrie is always known for stuff like this, as you know, he's known for crazy stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like the earth is flat. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do know that he is also <laughs> serious about number one basketball, mm-hmm. number two his ability to shade LeBron, LeBron James, and oh, number sorry. three, <laughs> and number three really being in these streets and changing the world. So as weird as Kyrie can be, right. um, I'm gonna throw this out there to you. Mm-hmm. Super side note: Kyrie Irving, low key, could be brothers with Jeremy Walker. Look at them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Jeremy's listening to the podcast right now. We don't know if Jeremy Walker is. He's, he, he's a friend of ours, but they could be brothers. And if not brothers, very close, like first cousins. I think I can see that. You can you see? I mean, he he <clears throat> looks like Omar Epps, Jeremy Walker. <laughs> but <laughs> Kyrie Irving is a close second. That's funny. Can you see it? I think Have I Have I painted it. the picture for you? I think so. Okay. Back to the living room. All right. <laughs> now, here is the joy that I was been been wanting to get to. Donald J. Trump is out the door, but he let a few people out of jail last minute. So, mm-hmm. of course, he let his his folks out like Steve Bannon, his chief strategist, who was charged with um, defrauding donors in the We Build the Wall online fundraise. Let me tell you how black folk don't care about their wall or how we was in Tulum, Mexico. Anyway, <laughs> we said, forget your wall. F your wall. Right. We going, we going to Tulum. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was that was the thing. So he he um 
he um, pardoned him. He also pardoned um, Elliot Brody, a top former fundraiser who was working with the foreign billionaires in an attempt to influence the Trump campaign. And then he had a list of interesting black folk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Dwayne Michael Carter, a.k.a. y'all friend Little Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Capri, a.k.a. Kodak Black. Mm-hmm. Um, Kwame Kilpatrick. <laughs> You know, I mean, uh, a real criminal. <laughs> okay. I mean, a Monday laundering fool, former mayor of Detroit, and then Michael Harry O'Harris, founder of Death Row Records. They, I mean, interesting list <laughs> of blacks. Yeah. But um, Bobby Schmurder still in jail. Bobby Schmurder. Who is gave still us one of the jail. best songs? Hey, how about a week ago? We have you noticed that in that video when he threw that hat, it never came down. It did not come down. We don't know where that hat is. It's in, <laughs> it's hat, in the heavens. That hat and went to glory. <laughs> <laughs> that hat and went to glory. But yeah, Donald Trump did that. And here's the dumb, here's the fool part about it. He didn't pardon. He didn't even attempt to pardon himself at all. Like he he didn't pardon Joe Exotic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's who. That's the person who needs to be pardoned. Yeah, I was I was hoping that Joe Exotic got a pardon. <laughs> Joe Exotic still locked up. He didn't pardon Joe Exotic. Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. <laughs> well, that was that. And yeah, speaking of Joe, Joe Robinette Biden Jr. Now that, that let me tell you something. <laughs> that is mm-hmm. a middle name. <laughs> Robinette. My guy's name is Robinette. He's a, he got black, a black woman's name. <laughs> he has a black auntie name. Now, my mama's name is Robin. Two B's. Okay. <laughs> Get it right. She will correct you in a minute. Two B's. Um, no why. That's an I. Okay. <laughs> but this man went full great auntie. And his, his mama said, you know what? Robinette. <laughs> well, think about this though. He's a junior. His dad and name. <laughs> that's a deep rooted white black name, right? So that was Joe, that was one of his great granddaddy's slaves' name, and yes, they, that woman was in the house and was really the mother to one of them kids. Mm-hmm. And that is the day he decided he was going to be a good old white boy and put the and on in, in order to honor the legacy, name the children Robinette. Mm-hmm. You know how they do. Oh, I get it. Okay, that, that's that. that's not history. So don't quote me, <laughs> but I believe that's how it happened. Right. But Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. was inaugurated today, along with the star of the show, mm. Kamala Harris. Uh, we're just going to put it out there. That's what that's what we are, all as black folks was watching. That's who I voted for. for. That's who I, I voted. Listen, she was my primary choice. Um, right. But, you know, some of your some, here are some favorable, favorite or notable moments that happened. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga sang the national anthem. Did she? Woman of God was directing <laughs> the band. Woman of God was turning left and right. Woman of God was in full dramatic. She said, oh, say, can you see? And then she, she was giving us vibrato with her head. I said, Lady Gaga. I said, Gaga, here am I, here am I. If you do that of my poker face. Lady Gaga, what are you doing? I didn't really enjoy it. I did not. It wasn't bad, but it was not good. Mm -mm. And then Jennifer Lopez, Jenny from the block. Mm. 
Jenny from the block got on that mic and started holding that mic and started bending and started moving. I said, Jenny, this is the most singing you've ever done and you still ain't singing. Right. She was singing hard. Somebody said, singing hard. <laughs> Somebody said, Shanti's and Nancy Pelosi's all completely singing. <laughs> Shanti and Ja Rule back there producing the whole thing. I mean, Jenny was singing. Jenny was on the, she was singing like she was still on the block. I mean, hard. And I'm like, girl, Mm-mm. You're still not singing. A Rogers over there smiling. Just he's smiling because he he gonna smash later. But, <laughs> but Jenny just we could have like what was Beyonce? What was Jennifer Hudson? Where? What was Fantasia? Where? What was John Legend? Where? What was Yolanda Adams? Where? What was PJ Morton? Where? What was Stevie Wonder? We, we can bring out some legends. <laughs> what were the OJs? <laughs> Why ain't nobody calling the OJs? If I was if I was getting President Reverend, I would have had the OJs singing the National Anthem. Good three-part harmony. Barbershop Quartet. Because <laughs> Aretha Whiskers. gave us good mother. She gave us a church hat. She, she gave did. us everything. She did. Barack Obama spoiled us with Aretha and Beyonce. Right. We ain't Dionne Warwick somewhere out there living. <laughs> Patty out there living. If y'all would have got Dionne Warwick drunk self on that inauguration stage. <laughs> To sing one of them songs, she would have got on there first of all and said, hello, this is Dion. <laughs> and I'm here to sing the National Anthem. Bravo <laughs> throat. Yeah. Oh, see, can you see? <laughs> With Chance the Rapper producing it, because clearly they're best <laughs> friends these days. Best friends. <laughs> clearly. All right. So we had J-Lo and Gaga singing the outfits. But let's skip all the way. Mm-hmm. To Michelle. Oh, Michelle. Let's skip all the way to our forever, our forever first lady. Oh, Michelle. She had on this wine. Let me let me let me let me let me do this so so we can so I can so y'all can know that it's real. Michelle mm. Lavon Robinson mm-hmm. Obama. Did mm. not come to play. She had the she bundles. Not the, the bundles, brother. Bun, I mean, and the expensive, but they was curled and flipped and waved. She had on the belt. She, I mean, bro, she the girls must have dressed her. I don't whoever dressed her <laughs> deserves a Tony. They deserve an EGOT. <laughs> That's Emmy Grammy Oscar Tony, right? They deserve everything for what they did. I mean, that woman was stunning. If flaw, if Beyonce's flawless was a person, mm. it was Michelle Levon Robinson. Oh yeah, Obama. She literally, let me say it figuratively. You know when somebody walks in a room and you she have stole to like, the show. she stole the show. She took the all the breath like out of the room like a good gasp. Like a, you know what she did? What she do? Michelle Obama wore white to somebody else's wedding. She did. That's that, that's how she crushed it. She that's how she crushed it. That's how she crushed it, bro. And then we saw um, Kamala had a nice little purple, you know, dress on with her little mm-hmm. heel. But you know, we we stand. Um, my girl Hillary Rodham Clinton. I mean, had a purple purple with a leather boot. <laughs> you hear me? I said, Hillary, if you don't come through with this boot. You know I love me some Hillary Clinton. Man. I know. I, I know. love Hillary Clinton. I love. And if y'all, if y'all ever seen young pictures of Hillary Clinton, listen. I would. I would have shot my shot on shot. young Hillary. Listen, y'all Hillary, can say what y'all want to say. Hillary Rodham had it. Hillary and I don't usually mess with white women. No shade to any white woman who's listening. <laughs> but shade, but shade. <laughs> 
Hillary HRC though. Mm-hmm. That was the only white woman I was concerned about today. <laughs> she had it. She had with her purpose. And B, I believe Bill is eternally high. He always he, the man of God be in them clouds. They caught the man of God sleeping. <laughs> the man of God be in them clouds. <laughs> tap dancing man of on God heaven. be tap dancing. He be waving from the banister of heaven, just looking at us. <laughs> hey y'all, waving like little kids. <laughs> waving like little kids from the banister of heaven, just waving. Um, and then we had Doctor Jill. Look mm-hmm. very, very nice. Oh and, yeah, you know, beautiful. For you know, now the Bidens did their thing. The Bidens did their thing. Absolutely, all the girls. Absolutely. Um, uh, it was it was super dope. Like the fashions were on point. Um, it was it was just nice. It was it was super 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 nice. Before you go further, I, yeah. I shout somebody out. Shout him out. I can't think of the man's name. Okay, Kamala's son-in-law. Oh yes, with the, Dior, the Dior Jordan ones. I aspire and I adore. And taking selfies with his daughters. Wasn't that the most I mean, beautiful a, thing? I mean, just a daddy. Just black father black on display. Black father. Wasn't it? Wasn't it something? You know. So, shout out to black men that raised their kids. Can we talk about fashion one more time? Go for it. Garth Brooks wore Wranglers. He did. <laughs> Creased Wranglers. <laughs> the bang. <laughs> the bang with, a, with a with dusty starch. black blaze. Man, they got to have no coat. That white skin is immune to cold. Do you hear me? <laughs> I've always seen white people in third degree weather with shorts on, but today wow. proved on a national stage that he wore his DC. Bro, I saw snow flurries at one point. Man, a guy had on jeans yep. and a blazer, and that was it. And said, "You gonna you gonna get this jean and blazer tees, and you are gonna be happy." Have some short ass jeans. <laughs> Man, a guy had on Calvin classics. <laughs> the Wranglers. Man, a guy had on Route sixty six. <laughs> Man, on them Buka jeans. Man, a guy had on Buka <laughs> Levi's. Man, a guy had on bell bottoms. <laughs> Man, a guy had on that guess. Guess jeans. Man, a guy had on them discontinued fat farms. <laughs> he had on some echoes. <laughs> he, he had on the platinum fubu plus. He had on the big and tall platinum fubus. Man, man, a guy had, had on some of your jeans. <laughs> Pele, Pele. Man, Pele, Pele, Pele. Man, a guy had on them tummy here figure straight legs. <laughs> oh, them the pants your mom said. He just put these on. Listen, I mean, he was, in a, fit. he was in a full sear special. Child. He, he was page 52, item B in the catalog. That was that was Garth Brooks. Like, man, what did you have on? You are too rich for this. Too rich for too that. rich for this. Too oh. rich for this. Um, Trump, Donald J. Trump did not show up, and we're actually here for it. We are here for it. That's all we're gonna say about that because we're not gonna give that man too much attention. Um, Bernie Sanders, Bernard, <laughs> Bernard, 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 Bernard Sanders. Sanders, Bernard. Let me tell you about Bernard Sanders. First of all, <laughs> Bernard Sanders' disposition at the inauguration was like, This could have been an email, <laughs> I should be getting inaugurated, bruh. He I don't walked- want to be none of this. <laughs> He walked in there with the envelope. I said, "Sir, <laughs> man, a guy was man, a guy was reading Senate briefings." <laughs> Let me tell you, man, a guy had on full mittens, and, and he didn't even have it on. Like, he had on his Aaron running coat. He had on a puffer. <laughs> Listen, he ain't have no suit on. Man, he had said, on. He, he had on them uh like them little Rockport shoes. Bernard said, "This is the same puffer I go to Walmart in, <laughs> and it's cold." 
and this coast keeps me warm. Okay. I, I'm here. I'm here. I got my mittens and I got my puffer and I got my mask. I don't want to sit by nobody. I don't want to talk to nobody. Got my reading material. I got he probably was doing a crossword puzzle the whole time. He probably playing Sudoku. But but not over there doing candy crush. But not over there playing solitaire. <laughs> he, he playing the CPU version of spades. Matter of fact, no, he ain't playing spades. But I'm playing hearts. <laughs> but I'm playing pinochle. <laughs> but now they're playing one person gin. <laughs> but I'm playing Uno by himself. But now I had a flask in that puffer coat. <laughs> uh, and he had the puffer coat with the fur around the car. And he had a hood. <laughs> I said the ghetto. I mean the ghetto. But now I said, listen. I'm here. All right. I'm, here. I'm not staying long though. I'm not staying. I'm not staying to <laughs> greet y'all. I'm not giving y'all no gifts. I'm going back to Vermont. <laughs> he that person that come to church and sit in the balcony, <laughs> so you can so you can come and go when you please. Yes, he the person that lose, leave as soon as pastor's done. <laughs> and if pastor ain't preaching, he leaves. Pastor ain't preaching, he leaves. Like, who who preaching? Who preaching? He probably left with God. Bruce got to sing. He said, "This nigga in them jeans, I got to." <laughs> But no, I don't even need security. I'm gonna go. I'm sorry. But the art probably person that finds the right place in service to leave. <laughs> Do offer time. But no, the one who pay his offer, send his offer in the mail, so he ain't got to walk across. He ain't got to walk in the front. <laughs> Shout out to Bernard Sanders. He's gonna be a meme for the ages. I mean, because that disposition was just classic. And you know, Bernard has an eternal. I don't give a f. Just disposition. He does. If resting, I don't care. Body language was a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is Bernie's. It is Bernard Sanders. Bernard don't play. It is Bernie. Bernard don't play. Bernard I wish we would have had some uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren sighting, though. I wish we would have had some Elizabeth Warren sighting, some Julian Castro sighting. But you know, it was it was a COVID inauguration, mm-hmm. so we couldn't get all the you know all the stuff that we wanted to see. Um, we had Amy Klobuchar for whatever that means. I don't know that that means anything. I don't I told, know who keeps putting her on the program. I, I'm telling you, the only white woman I was concerned about was Hillary Rodham Clinton. <laughs> It's the only white woman I was concerned about on that inauguration stage. Mm-hmm. But without further ado, we have something special going on today. We're going to talk about a post-Trump world. Yes, we sir. have a very special guest in the living room. Um, so, Brian, yes, you got sir. your snacks? I do. You got your drink? Got a drink. Ring a like a lane. So somebody's coming. Ring a like a lane. Ring a ring a lane. We finna we finna open up the door. We got somebody in the living room. We think you're going to enjoy. So sit back, grab your snacks, grab your drinks, mm-hmm. and head on over. Build a pallet if you have to. Y'all remember the pallet? Y'all used to make it y'all mm-hmm. grow my house. Build a pallet if you have to, and let's go to the living room and let's have this conversation. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. All right, ring a ling a ling. We have somebody in the living room. We have a very, very special guest uh, joining us. We have a political savant, a social, yeah. economical. Um, he just has it all. A black man. I'm going to let him introduce himself, but I'm excited about the somebody we have in the living room today. Wayne, can you introduce yourself and let the people know who you are, what you do, all that good stuff? Man, certainly, man. First of all, I want to say what's up to my brothers, man. I feel like I haven't seen you all. In forever. It's been right? a minute, bro. It's been a minute. You know, COVID is a, is a hater. It's a whole hater out here. Uh, but it's certainly good to see you, man. I'm glad both of your families are well and definitely proud of what you all have been able to accomplish, man. We're getting the Jigsaw podcast off the ground. I'm a fan and uh, honored to be a guest. Uh, Appreciate you, bro. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I'm Wayne Martin for the Jigsaw. 
uh, audience. Uh, I consider myself to be uh, good friends of uh, both your uh, your hosts here. Um, I've watched them kind of just grow into to men that I look up to uh, and lean on uh, in the uh, in these trying times that we're in. Uh, I'm a native of Atlanta, and uh, <clears throat> I appreciate uh, Brian for uh, using the term savant. That's not used enough. Uh, you know, uh, I appreciate you using that uh, in, in reference to me. Uh, I love politics. Uh, I believe that politics uh, makes the world go around, whether we like it or not. Yep. Uh, how fast we drive, the mm-hmm. kinds of foods that we eat, how much we pay for them, all that stuff is determined by politics. Uh, and so uh, for that and other reasons, I love it. I got bit by the bug when I was very young, uh, coming up through the ranks uh, in Atlanta public schools. And some kind of way, I found my way into the Maynard Jackson Youth Foundation. And uh, that is where I got bit by the bug. It was in 1999, in the thick of the Bush v. Gore campaign. Uh, and it was uh, an exciting time in this country. And I've never looked back and never mm. missed the election, state, local, or federal since that point. So I'm excited about tonight's conversation. Uh, I do. St- I work in, the, uh, in corporate America um, in government affairs. My company is going to remain nameless uh, <laughs> tonight and uh, get my paycheck on Friday. But uh, I'm looking forward to a robust conversation. And thanks again for the opportunity. Absolutely, bro. And that's actually uh, the perfect side note. That's my Morehouse brother for all the people who are out there. You know what I'm saying? Morehouse just represent. We just put a, a Morehouse man into the Senate today officially. That's right. So we, we are here shining. Um, but that's the perfect segue to go into the conversation. Um, we want to talk about today. Um, you know, this podcast is all, all about how do we navigate life specifically as black people, black millennials. Mm-hmm. And um, we want to like we want to know what this life is going to be like post Trump. Right. It's been a crazy four years, a whole bunch of lows, whole bunch of moments, whole bunch of historic moments, not necessarily good in a sense. But before we go directly into what the future looks like, let's talk about January 6th. Right. Um, it's the day <laughs> after one of the greatest days in the world, the day after J5. And then the enemy <laughs> snuck in. And, <laughs> and, and white people, you know, was out here wild and a certain cohort of them anyway. And um, they was out here trying to take over, you know, a, a mob of people trying to take over the Capitol, trying their best to overturn, you know, what our democracy represented. Um, bro, is, is there a real way that you see that we can heal from this, from what happened a couple of weeks ago? You know, I do. I do. I am uh, often referred to uh, as an eternal optimist. My wife uh, says that all the time. She's like, when you see the good in everybody and everything. Um, and I feel like I have to. Each of us on this, uh, uh, on, on the jigsaw tonight, you two hosts and myself, we're all fathers. You know, mm-hmm. we're fathers of, of beautiful black children, uh, boys and girls. Mm-hmm. And I think the first thing we as, as, as black people uh, have to maintain is hope. Right. And hope is just it's just a simple belief set of it's going to be all right. You know, whether it's uh, a few moments from now or whether we got to struggle for it to be all right yeah. in the future, it's going to be all right. And okay. I do believe we can heal from this. Right. I mean, America has been through worse. Um, we've seen, you know, times where, you know, the country literally split itself and went to war with itself. We've seen, you know, and, and I mean, with guns and with uh, military and, and strategy. And then we've seen where the country was just divided on moral issues, Yeah, you know? Uh, but I mean, I honestly can say that this democracy has survived, you know, 200 plus years 
And I believe that we're going to, you know, continue to survive going forward. What gives me hope, and, I, and I'll, you know, end that question on uh, in my response here, is that everybody talks about the 75 million voters that, that voted for Donald Trump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can't leave out the 82 million that voted for Joe Biden. Right. Six million mm-hmm. more Americans said that we don't want what we've experienced over the last four years to happen anymore. Right. We're ready to move on. Right. And that is half the population of the state of Georgia. Uh, that is more people than, than, than live in most major cities in this country. Mm-hmm. My point is that's a lot of people. Yeah. And instead of focusing on the 75 million that voted for the status quo, I want to focus on that 82 million that said we're living and looking forward to a better and brighter future because I believe it's full of people that's just like us that, that that are just trying to make it, do the right thing, build our communities, and most importantly, raise productive, healthy, safe uh, children. Oh yeah, definitely, and and all of those things are very important. I do believe that as well, and being optimistic and being hopeful, um, and that. I know they kind of have been saying this, this has kind of been the theme is that this is not who America really is. And we can kind of argue and debate, you know, that. Um, but I think the, uh, I kind of said it previously, Barack Obama was the hope for what America could be or yep. should be. Yep. I think Donald Trump was what America really is at its core. Yep. Um, and I kind of think that Joe Biden has the ability to kind of, you know, take those out of the, the Donald Trump era and then bring them closer to the, to the Barack Obama era. Yeah. Um, but even within all that, being a tough day, January 6th, how do you think in, in terms of like history, how that's going to reflect on the United States or just in general? Well, let me go back to your first point you made, Brian. That was strong. Um, Barack Obama represents what, what, the, what we could be, and Donald Trump represents what we are. I think we are both January 6th, and we also are January 20th, two thousand. Uh, nine. Okay. What happened on January 20, 2009, that's when Barack Obama was inaugurated right. as oh, yeah. first black president in this country. I right. think America, we're both of those things. Mm-hmm. We are in this struggle. This, this, uh, Ooh, I like that. We, we're, we're, we're struggling with who we are, oh, okay. but we are both of those things. We mm-hmm. are both the country that put Kamala Harris uh, into the number two spot today that leads our country. Uh, and we are also the country that elected Donald Trump in Dece- uh, in, in November of 2016. Um, and, and so but to, 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 to go back to your, your, your question, history will not reflect well on January 6th, 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, history will also not reflect well on the last four years uh, in this country. I believe that what we know is outrageous. Uh, it is absolutely terrible, but there are a lot, there's a lot that's going to come out in the days ahead oh, yeah. of how oh, we yeah. got to January 6th. Yeah. Um, and history will not reflect well on it. It will be remembered as a very grim and dark day where five people, Americans, lost their lives um, in the halls of the most sacred, you know, representational uh, temple of democracy in the world. Right. <laughs> you know, right. It, it, it's, it's, it's like, it, it's like taking the uh, a, a black church and dealing drugs off the altar. You know that that is horizon. It is it's that level of absurdity and just insanity that we experienced on January sixth. 
uh, it was the it's the antithesis of democracy. Right. What we saw on January 6th. And so history is going to reflect poorly uh, on right. January 6th. And it's going to be even more so a poor reflection on. I mean, you had the president at the time of the United States giving a speech uh, talking about using strength and force to make to make to move a political issue mm-hmm. in the United States. Right. Sounding more like a dictator or some strong man in a banana republic than he did, you know, someone's occupying the same office of John Kennedy and, and, and Barack Obama and Abraham Lincoln. And, and so, you know, I've, I've seen this meme floating around social media. I'm sure y'all have seen it where it's like this black mom, you know, in the back of a classroom, like looking real attentive, like, and the, and, and the saying is, this is me in my son's classroom 10 years from now, making sure they tell the truth about what happened. Exactly. <laughs> I was just going to say that I can, I can't imagine what, when they'd be like, all right, y'all turn to chapter 25. Yeah. Talk about 2020 and 2021. <laughs> 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 what that history book is really going to record. And if it's right. going to get accurate depiction, I mean, cause we all know most of us, I think all three of us went to probably predominantly black schools. Absolutely. Oh yeah. So it was a very whitewashed version of, of um, American history. Definitely. It really wasn't until Morehouse where they really dive deep. It's yeah. a black history. You got a you know a, a better perspective, a holistic picture of what history really is. So I definitely agree that history will not, you know, saying portray this in the best light. It's going to be a, a very um, dark day. Yeah. In, in oh yeah. Last forever. Yeah, and I actually had a, a follow up question when it comes in terms of it's kind of on the borderline of or in the, the lane of history. Um, thinking about you know justice and mercy, right? Mm-hmm. So let's go back to Reconstruction after the Civil War. Uh, a lot of the politicians wanted to kind of, you know, heal America and come together. So they were lenient on a lot of those Southerners and they did not come down as harshly mm. as they probably should have um, on those uh, traitors. And, and we, let's be honest with it, traitors. Yeah. So how do you think um, we're going to probably go to Biden a little bit later, but how do you think he should handle or navigate um the treatment of those insurrectionists and, and in my opinion, traitors yeah. of the United States. You know, it's interesting that you asked that. Um, I have this family text message, like I'm sure you do with your siblings or close friends and even just, you know, brothers. You got to tell me what's in that glass in a second, though, Brian. It's, you're making it look real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you look real presidential drinking. <laughs> but, uh, oh, it's something. <laughs> we'll, we'll, it's... we'll wait till we go to commercial break. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but seriously, though, I, I think that it's, it's interesting, man. Like I, I have, as I inch toward 40, I'm 37. And as I get to that point, I'm learning more and more, Josh and Brian, that it's okay to be, I don't want to say undecisive about something, but, be, but to be deliberative about it. Okay. Right. As, as I'm trying to sit and think about how, if I am Joe Biden, or if I am, the leaders of this country that were sworn in today to take us forward. How do you handle knowing that there's this huge fissure that has been, you know, imprinted on this country purposefully? Yeah. Oh yeah. On this country. How do you heal and go forward? Uh, because all of those people, I don't believe are just lost causes, right? There were people out there <clears throat> as young as 17, 18 years old, from my understanding, I know at 17, 18, you know, I was not in a place to be, I did not have a fully formed political ideology at 17 or 18 years old, mm-hmm. right? And so that's a great question that you ask, man. And for me, I think, let me say this. I think 
it was handled the right way in the 1800s. Okay. We were a young democracy, um, barely 100 years old, not, not even 100 years old, excuse me, 80 years old, an 80-year-old democracy that was formed out of a republic that was formed out of, you know, a monarchical, um, you know, rule. And we were still struggling with who we were, right? Mm -hmm. um, fast forward to 2021, I think those at the top have to be held accountable first. Okay. Right? So seriously, Donald Trump mm -hmm. and Rudy Giuliani right. and others, Kevin McCarthy, Ted Cruz, I think it's Ben Hawley. I think those folks have to be held accountable because they violated their oaths. Mm -hmm. right? Definitely. They incited insurrection against this country, um, which is a direct violation of all the oaths that all of them took with the exception of Rudy Giuliani because he doesn't hold any current office. Now, ironically enough, Rudy Giuliani is a former federal prosecutor and a former mayor of one of, Atlanta, uh, one of America's greatest cities, New York City, right. which in his, in his constitutional oath for the New York City mayor's office, he's, I, I know it's embedded in there somewhere yeah. or uphold the constitution of the United States. Of oh, he knows better. He knows better. Right. And so <laughs> I think we got to start there. Mm -hmm. The other side of me, this is why I get to this deliberative place that I was sharing earlier is does that fan the flames further of division? In fact, I know it fans the flames further of division, but is it worth prosecuting these folks to the full extent of the law and giving them the ammunition to really create more of what we saw, honestly. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I use the term political boogeyman all the time. And what's fuel Trumpism? And let's be let's 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 be real clear that Trumpism isn't original. Trumpism before Trumpism is the Tea Party. Right. The Big Tea facts. Party before yeah. the Tea Party <laughs> is Sarah Palin. Palin. Oh, yeah. Russia right? from Alaska. Yep. Yeah, I can keep going, right? I mean, right. Sarah Palin was was talking about putting politicians in crosshairs, and we ended up with the Phoenix shooting that paralyzed Gabby Gifford mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. killed a few other innocent people. Mm -hmm. So, like, like, we can't forget, like, I have a real sharp political memory, and I remember, you know, Joe Wilson, a still sitting member of Congress, yelling out at the State of the Union in 2013 that President Obama was a liar. Right, and he got a lot of money after that. Like people were sending him money, yeah. Which is why he's still in Congress right now. So mm. I don't want to go on and on about this point too much, but I want you to understand why I'm struggling. Like mm -hmm. I, I, that, the eternal optimist in me is like, we can be a better nation. We can, mm -hmm. we can heal from this moment that we're in without prosecuting a bunch of folks. But the other side of me is like, no, nah, bro, y'all had y'all opportunity. <laughs> to get right and you decided to storm the Capitol. And so, and then the other side of me, the third side is just like, if this was Black Lives Matter, it, we were talking about- It, it would have been body sprayed all over the steps. Absolutely. So, excuse me while I, I wrestle with that, Brian, and I'm, I'm, I apologize that I can't give you an answer on what I would oh. do right now and today, brother, because I truly don't know what I would do. And I'm glad I'm not in a position to have to make those decisions. <laughs> I understand it wholeheartedly. <laughs> but um, let's 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 go into something a little bit more optimistic, right? Um, today, 
mm-hmm. was super historic. It was super oh, special yeah. um, for a number of reasons. Um, Biden became the oldest president ever to take the oath and be, you know, um, to be in office today. Yeah. Um, Madam Vice President Kamala Harris is the first black person, the first Asian person and the first yeah. woman to yeah. sit in that seat. Um, I think um, he, he he's had a tainted record. But today, Mike Pence showed great integrity in this moment yeah. in supporting um, the union. And Trump was one of the, 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 the I think, one of the first very few presidents yeah. who deliberately decided uh, yes. I'm not attending this inauguration. Let's talk about all of these historic moments. What like just your initial thoughts on the inauguration today? And wait a minute. This was the first inauguration in, in a pandemic. Like it yeah. was, it was, it looked very yeah. different than what we've ever seen. Like so many firsts. So let's, let's, let's get that kind of general holistic view of yeah. what this inauguration day meant. Well, first of all, you know, I'm full of hope. Yeah. Back to that word again, mm-hmm. because I, it's not lost on me that just a fortnight ago, y'all know I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, British culture. And, and you know, I'm all into Bridgerton and shout out to Lady Danbury. We love we love Bridgerton over here too. Exactly. You know, <laughs> um, a fortnight ago, two weeks ago, we we were witnessing the, the Capitol be stormed. Yeah. And literally, 14 days later, almost to the to the exact time, we're on the same at the same building on the same steps. Mm-hmm. We have Kamala Harris being sworn in as vice president, and she was escorted in by one of the hero officers who was on mm-hmm. her detail today. Yep. So let me frame up my conversation by just, just putting that picture in everybody's minds that two weeks ago, terror was trying to rain down on the Capitol. That's yeah. what those folks are, they're terrorists. Absolutely. And just two weeks later, the republics not only survived, but was able to show the world what real democracy looks like, right? Where the constitution, a 200 plus year old document stood firm. The American mm. flag, you know, I don't know if we remember when we were little kids and the TV would go off of a broadcast and you would just see that flag. That <laughs> image just burned in my head, right? Where that flag is waving. The same flag that Dr. King believed in same flag that Abraham Lincoln believed in. There were, you know, fewer stars on it in, in Lincoln's days, but it's the same star. It's the same flag, though. It was still blowing and waving and representing this American hope. And so, I was just full of hope today when I saw those doors continue to open and a Republican president walked down the stairs in the person of George, you know, W. Bush, mm. and then the doors opened again and it was you know, Bill Clinton. And then they came open again and it was, you know, uh, sweat the swag man himself, Barack Obama, with the most beautiful first lady in the history of first ladies. And she but gave it to us today. Michelle gave us full Morehouse mom, parents weekend. Listen. You know, I'm sorry for the Friday night concert, but she was she killed him today. So, um, but I mean, so it was, I was, I was restored in that moment. And so, you know, just the images of what that looks like. And then we fast forward to Sonia Sotomayor, the mm-hmm. first Hispanic um, period mm-hmm. and Hispanic woman to sit on the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. swearing in Kamala Harris, who was the first black woman and Asian woman to be Senator mm-hmm. from California, as well as Attorney General, 
not even mentioning, you know, her becoming vice president, you know, of the of the country. And then she's got this purple on representing Shirley Chisholm. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just, it just it, it, it renewed a sense of hope in me that yeah. this country is going to be better, you know, for you know for the six children that the three of us represent as dads, right? And because right. you know, Brian Brooklyn oh, can yeah. see herself in Kamala Harris. Oh yeah, definitely. You know? And 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 Josh Jr. You know, and Jaden Josh can see themselves in Barack Obama. They like that yeah. looks like Granddaddy up there, mm-hmm. or that looks like Uncle So and So up there. And so it just—I I can just say, man, there, there's a a renewed sense of hope. And I point back to that number that of 82 million Americans. You know, said that we are looking for a brighter day than where we've been. And for that, we're going to push forward in this republic. And so I'm just full of hope, man. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's a blessing that we get to look back on two weeks and say, it could have went another way, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. You know, I wonder what would have happened, what constitutional crisis would have been set off if those insurrections had gotten to the box where the ballots were, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I would imagine there's some kind of system in place to back that up, but what would that even even look like? The, the just the optics of that, right? Right. And this, but we fast forward two weeks later, and we see people like the hero, the hero officer. You know, what he represents is more than just protecting the country. He represents the strength of this nation. That someone still believes in American ideals. Yeah. And they were upheld, and that's what the inauguration represented to me: the hope of a brighter tomorrow based on what the forefathers of this country set in motion over over 230 or 40 years ago. Yeah, and and you said so much, and I'm going to kind of go back and tackle a few things. Uh, the one thing that kind of stuck out to me is you said something about as far as my daughter seeing Kamala Harris and Josh's sons and your sons and your daughters uh, seeing Kamala and President Obama. My, my niece was born in 2009. Wow. So she was born, and all she knew was a black president. Like, yeah. <laughs> all she knew yeah. was a black sophisticated, intelligent, um, I don't like to use the word well-spoken, that's kind of, you know, uh, you know, um, but that's all she saw. So then when she saw Donald Trump, she was like, um, this don't make any sense to me. I don't know what this is. Right. So then you have, so a lot of those are Barack Obama babies. So four years from now, my niece will probably be able to vote. Uh, so that was that's kind of cool. But you kind of said something along the lines of as, as far as the flag flying and waving. And Josh can probably tell you on election night, like literally I was hopeless. I initially saw the numbers. Yeah, I was, you know, because for the, the last four years have, have been, you know, when you're in a certain tax bracket, things aren't really as bad. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You can you're living, you're doing things. Everything is well. Yeah. But that pressure and the stress and the anxiety yeah. of the news yeah. and seeing Donald Trump do this and sign executive orders and ban Muslims and, you know, you know, talk about gay folks and, you know, just treat everybody bad. Yeah. And then at first it seemed like he had a great lead, you know, on the election. And I was like, bruh, I, I, I can't like, do it. 2016 <laughs> again, because I went through a whole bottle of Pinot. That night <laughs> in 2016, I, I, I was listen, like, I'm, I was I'm not doing stressed. this to myself again. <laughs> I was stressed out, and the bottle was was poured up on election night, uh, <laughs> and I and I could I could not handle, and and literally I was like hopeless, like yeah. like this can't happen again. I can't go through another four years of this foolishness. Um, but then again, fast forward two months later, yeah, um, I'm full of hope to see 
that people chose the country, the real country, right? Um, Over uh, politics. Yeah. Um, And and granted, you know, next week, they're going to be arguing again. But at this moment, at this day, at this time, um, that hopelessness turned into being hopeful yeah. uh, to what we can do and what we can see. And I think we can come together uh, as people in general and to really, you know, not necessarily honor the flag itself, but honor the country that we all are part yeah. of as mm-hmm. Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, I think today kind of showed that we can stand in solidarity and that we can move forward. But with that being said, it was my question. Um, within that, as black folks, right? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we've had a hard time being hopeful as Americans. Yeah. Right. So we have some sprinkles of hope during this new um, administration. But how do you think uh, as a black man, how do you feel about this, you know, moving forward? But also, like, what do you think as far as black people? Uh, how I don't want to say how we should feel, but how our level of optimism, you know, black people, we can be really pessimistic. Like, yeah, it's all gonna be the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it it, Mm -hmm. it makes perfect sense. Like, because we've been let down. America, uh, Doc Rivers said it like this. I'm talking a lot. I'm sorry. Doc Rivers said that we continue to love a country that doesn't love us back. Right. So even though we're hopeless for today, you know, what do you think should we see or should we feel or that will make us to continue to be hopeful for tomorrow? If you get what I'm saying. That's a great question, man. And, you know, my my very uh, straightforward answer is, you know, I believe, and maybe, and Josh probably agrees, you know, I know we both, we both study political science under some of the best political minds in the, in the world. Yeah. Um, and, and I know that, you know, and as you, as you juxtapose that with, you know, uh, black political history, mm-hmm. um, you, you have to embrace uh, incrementalism. And a lot of people are turned off by that word, you know, yeah. they're just completely, you know, turned off. I'm like, I want what I want and I want it now. You know, I think right. about uh, Darius and Love Jones when Nia Long was like, uh, and I forget her name, uh, the character's name, but she, Nia Long's character was like, well, I think we should wait. You know, he was like, nah, wait on what? I want mine right. now, right? right. And, and I, you know, as we apply that to the, the, the political questions of the day, you know, I think that, well, first of all, let me, let me say it like this. Joe Biden has seated the most, diverse um cabinet oh, yeah. in the yeah. history of this nation right uh, period um for, from starting from madam vice president you know in a very high profile role mm-hmm. you know down to the um the um the deputy secretary of the treasury is a, is a brother right Right. And so we're talking about unprecedented you know the the the, the, the secretary of defense is a black man. I can go on and on and on and on uh, and pointing out these historic, uh, but not just symbolic appointments. These are people, these people are in consequential, you know, roles and positions. Um, And so for that, I am less interested in the country, quote unquote, loving me Mm -hmm. and more interested in real policy gains and, and, and real policy progress coming out of this uh, administration, things like wealth inequality, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that the three of us on this, you know, 
show tonight are all educated um, and we, we, we work hard, um, we're productive members of society, but three white men on the other side of town mm-hmm. who I have nothing against them, I'm not hating on them, just by virtue of the color of their skin, mm-hmm. have more wealth than we do, right? No other reason. Right. You're absolutely right. You've yeah. done it all right. And just because we are black in this country uh, and on the whole, you know, that relegates us to uh, a lower economic standing and we've done it all right. You know, uh, I, I don't know what else we could have done outside of change the color of our skin uh, and go back and kind of fix the redlining because, you know, I don't know if you all watched the King service on uh, the King commemorative service on Monday, but Bishop T.D. Jakes was the keynote speaker this year, and he absolutely murdered the uh, any 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 conception that he was going to go and be a docile black preacher <laughs> was absolutely shattered on Monday, right. right? Because he 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 literally Josh spoke to the nation in truth to power and put up infographics and showed how black wealth. Uh, is just a fraction of white wealth in this country. Mm-hmm. Mm. And many other statistics that showed that we as a people have not only been held back, but remain held back, not just through you know happenstance, but through systemic uh, policies uh, and historical practices that have not been remedied. remedied. Mm. And so to, to get to answering your question, um, Brian, is, is simply put, I'm looking for real, tangible policy yeah. uh, initiatives from this administration. Black people save America with mm-hmm. our vote. Yes, yes we sir. did. Starting back, let's go back to South Carolina in the primaries. Um, because I think if had any other candidate emerged in the primaries, uh, Donald Trump would have certainly beaten them. I, I just there's no, no, no way to change my mind about that. Oh yeah, I um, that. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward, African American voters again, particularly African American women voters, showed up to the polls in historic numbers uh, in 2020 for the general election in November. Uh, and so, for that alone, let's before we even get to the moral question of what's just the right thing to do. The fact that you are sitting in these seats because of black voters and black bodies that got and, and braved the pandemic mm-hmm. to go to the polls, uh, we are owed tangible policy results. Uh, before I got on this call, uh, I was on the prayer line tonight mm-hmm. uh, with a local pastor friend of mine that just you know wanted me to come on and pray, you know, as a as a as a as a preacher politician. And one of the things I called out to God for was tangible political results for our people Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. our community you know student loan debt needs to be canceled and canceled now please if they just did that alone like i mean that alone (laughs) yeah oh yeah propel our people 35 40 years into the future oh yeah without question you know and so i i don't want to belabor the point any longer but i just want to state it again i'm looking for expecting tangible policy uh, and programs to come out of this administration. Uh, and the only reason I want to be able to say it doesn't happen is if it absolutely is just fought tooth and nail and doesn't happen. I want to see 
I want to see my party die on the hill of black advancement, right? And leave it all on the field, period. And we want to make it clear, as we always do on this podcast, this is not the hill <laughs> that Terry Crews said he was going to die on. We are on separate uh, hills. <laughs> <laughs> we are on separate, we're on separate hills. But no, right. I... I, I agree with that latter point. Um, and I think me and Brian were saying this real heavy during election season is right. that one of the things that we must do is hold a new administration mm-hmm. accountable. We'll get you in office, but a lot of times we've seen, right? Like we'll have all this momentum in the beginning and we'll just kind of, we get comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a moment to really put their feet to the fire to say, hey, like mm-hmm. you say you're going to get rid of some of this college debt. Let's do right. it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Let's eliminate as much of it as humanly possible, right? You right. said you were going to, you know, fight to raise the, you know, federal minimum wage. It yeah. makes no sense that people are trying to scratch and survive off seven twenty-five an hour, right? right? So I guess with all of that being said, what are some tangible ways, even locally, that we can hold this administration accountable? It's a great question, Josh. Um, the bottom line is, is we've got to continue going to the polls. Period. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, policy responds to voters, period. Policy response to voters. And uh, one of my cousins, uh, you know, said, he's like, man, I'm after all this great showing of, you know, just progress today, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm scared of what's gonna happen in, in two years when we get back to the midterm elections in 22. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what I said to him was, is, you know, that is not a misplaced fear, mm-hmm. right? Right. You know, it, let but let that don't let that fear drive you uh, to, to be in some suspended state of fear. Let that fear drive you to get involved with your local Democratic Party, uh, not not on the national level. I'm talking about the one that operates in your county, yeah, uh, or your local NAACP or your local fraternity, and go register people to vote right. and be a part of elections that are happening. So we, you know, the presidential is over. We're about to go into municipal elections. Mayor Bottoms is up for re-election in Atlanta. And, mm-hmm. and not, not many people know that. You know, in, in, in November, there's no primary. It's nonpartisan. But in November, she's up for re-election. So is the entire Atlanta City Council. You know, and several other municipalities and counties around this, this state are going to be up. Following that, in 2021, two, excuse me, uh, Georgia's governor will be up. Yep. And our, our state legislator will be up. And so the, the, the bottom line is the work never stops, y'all. Never. And, and so the way we go about solidifying this position that we've taken is to continue. I know this sounds, I know it sounds, you know, cliche, but we have got to go to the polls and vote. Mm. I mean, it is just, there's just no other way around it because politicians who write policy respond to voters. Yeah. Donald Trump believed all the craziness that he said out of his mouth because 75 million other people believe the same <laughs> thing that he does. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and it just so happens that again, the 82 million overcame the 75 million, but that's still a lot of people. And so, but the political process doesn't stop with voting. It, 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 it has to, it, in, in, on forums like this one, the Jigsaw podcast, you know, some brothers sitting around the living room talking, you know, in our churches, in our fraternity meetings, you know, in our, in our mentor groups, mm-hmm, in our mm-hmm. schools, 
we have got to push our kids, our people, our community to understand the importance of their vote. Dr. King fought for the Voting Rights Act and lost his life because it was passed because he knew that if black folks went to the polls and voted, we could change things. And I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. I, you know, a lot of people don't like the term hotel, but I'm going to use it. Cause I feel like I'm in a safe space and I can do that. You know, <laughs> you know, hotel is it, it actually means peace in the ancient comedic language, but we know what a hotep is. I'm not letting the hotep tell me that nothing has happened from 1960, you know, uh, four and uh, eight to 2021. Cause that's yeah. just not true. It's not true well, at all. Not yeah. at all. It's not true. And we have seen incremental change. We have seen things in this country get to a better place, but we still got a long way to go. And the way we get there is to continue bombarding, you know, uh, metaphorically, not, I gotta be careful saying that stuff these days because folks, (laughs) (laughs) two weeks ago, my people are dead, but bombarding the process and saying, we're in your face. I'm gonna leave it at this. Y'all remember a few, maybe maybe a year ago at most, Six months ago, the pandemic got my time space continuum all messed mm. up. Everybody, <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's 2019 or 2022, I'm just somewhere in between. Um, but there was this video that went viral, uh, about a in, in the Baton Rouge uh school board meeting, and there was this real sharp brother that just was going in on the oh, school. yeah, you remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Chambers Jr., yep, he's right for office. That's it, that's the kind of political activism that we as individuals can engage in Mm -hmm. getting in front of those people that we elect and our tax dollars pay their salaries for stipends or whatever it is they receive Mm -hmm. to do this service. Ultimately we put them there and holding them accountable and and, and whatever the issue is. And so to answer your question, finally, Josh is really simple. The tangible results must be achieved by us not just voting, but mm-hmm. fully engaging ourselves in the political process. Period. Man, said period. All right. <laughs> that's a good, that's good. He said period. Yeah. And I think and that's great. You know, uh, thank you for you know stopping by the living room. Great conversation. Uh, you kind of just let us know that we've come a long way, but we still have so much more work to do, continuous work to do, get out there, get in the streets, get people registered to vote. Uh, continue to stay in the people's, you know, write them congressmen, letters, emails, yes. call folks, yes, uh, mayors, everybody. Get out there, uh, continue to, I would say, keep the feet on their neck. Put that foot on their neck. You know, <laughs> not literally. <laughs> not literally. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go out there and do it. So again, Wayne, thank you for um, having the conversation. We're stopping by the living room. Uh, we had another segment. Do you mind standing by or hang around? Uh, you do our, uh, our segment, as we call I Am My Brother's Keeper, Black Man Self-Care. Yeah, I'm here. All right. Well, we'll go on over there. Anything else before we leave, Josh? No, that's it. Let's head over. Let's do it. Let's do it. What's good, family? And we're at another moment of uh, I Am My Brother's Keeper. And we got another brother here with us. Um, We just had a dope conversation um, in here. And we want to start with you, Wayne. Like, what are you doing this weekend um, for some self-care? Man, listen, my self-care is real simple. Okay. I like food. I like golf. (laughs) I'm planning to find some sunlight somewhere 
And if it's not just uh, not but just a driving range, go hit 25, 30 balls, uh, and I'm gonna try to go get me a nice rib. Now, I'm just gonna Ooh, be honest with you. I want me, I want me a nice <laughs> rib, you know, from somebody's barbecue shack that I can enjoy without any miles around. Nobody begging, can I have some? You know, them little miles we got. Mm, I listen. <laughs> Whatever we eat, I know that now. <laughs> That's my self care, man. I, I get on the golf course. You know, I, you know, in this instance, I'm gonna go by myself, and I am just going to uh, hit some balls, man. And, and you know, golf is a thinking man's game. Y'all know, y'all played, uh, and you know, it, it's going. It, it 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 is what I'm looking forward to. It's not about how much power I have, but how uh, much I think about the next shot and how strategically I can get that ball to go where I want it to go, which represents life challenges, right? Everything's not always about power. Sometimes it's about strategy. And so that's my self-care, uh, golf and barbecue, Doc. I'm just going to be honest with y'all. That's, 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 Brian, <laughs> that's, what, you, what you got going? Um, I need to uh, probably just watch TV. <laughs> that's not, you know, not really, you know, mentally stimulating, but, uh, you know, try to find something to binge watch, you know, while Brooklyn is asleep or something like that. I'm trying to, you know, get, we got to get Ghost and start watching that and get up to date so I can actually talk about that. So that's yes. my, that's my, um, Homework for the weekend. Can I suggest the show? Yeah, go for it. Of course. Uh, uh, it's uh, Loop Lupin. Oh, on Netflix. On Netflix. It's I've amazing. heard about that. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay. Check it out. Black yeah, League. To my list. Yeah. Black League. Uh, I think his name is uh, Omar Sy. Uh, he's a French actor. Um, amazing. He plays Bishop in the X Men uh, series. But in okay. this series, it's a, it's a it's a comedy mystery kind of mashup, but it's amazing, man. And set in Paris, it's a uh, French, but it's English overdub. So and the overdubs are good, so you can't even tell that they're not speaking. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Super dope. Like I said, black lead. You know, and it's 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 a it's amazing. It's about a gentleman thief in Paris. Oh, that sounds good. Like that. Okay, I, I like that kind of stuff. What, yeah. what about you, Josh? Um, so I just picked up um one. You know, one of my favorite writers is Lovey Ajayi, one of my favorite culturalists, and um, she just put a book out called Professional Troublemaker, and um kind of pays homage to the late great um, Congressman John Lewis a little bit, mm-hmm. and just actually, and and it's also dedicated to her grandmother who she considered a professional troublemaker. And it's just really, you know, I, how I've been describing myself lately, Brian, you know, I'm a culture disruptor, getting into white spaces and making them mad. Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, I'm going to dive deeper to that book. And I read her first one, uh, I'm Judging You, and it's a quick, easy read because she's a really great writer. The way she pins is, is really dope. So I plan to have it knocked out um, this weekend, just dive into that, just dive into that and get lost in some words. Um, but that's it, man. Uh, Wayne, again, thank you for coming through, yes, bro. Bravo. Always welcome in the living room. Always welcome in the living room. Got to have you back for some more conversations. Um, maybe next time, not so serious conversations that so we can yes. cut up a little bit more. Yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, Brian, you ready to um, get ready to wrap up the show and go ready. pick some stuff out in the P.O. box? I think that's what's next. I, I think we have something. I in think the we box. have something. All right, let's oh, get ready to do okay. it. <laughs> oh, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Bozeman. All right, we are here at the P.O. Box. Uh, we dug in that thing. And Brian, was there something in there for us? There was. All right. So, there was something for us. Okay. And I'm looking forward to uh, reading it. Okay. Let's hear it. Um, let's see. All right. Um, 
This is a this is Hershey. Okay, it's a woman. Am I right? Let's make sure. Yeah, Hershey Ad- identifies as a woman. Okay. Yep, Hershey. We okay. need. A, do we need a pseudonym? We do need a. Uh, we do need a pseudonym. <sighs> Let's call her. Let's call her Zaruba Bell. Zaruba Bell. Mm-hmm. Bell for short. <laughs> Zuri. Zuri. <laughs> Zaruba Bell. Zaruba Bell. Oh, yep. God bless you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's go. All right, let's read this. <clears throat> so Zaruba Bell writes what, Brian? <laughs> Zaruba Bell said this. <laughs> Zuri. Zuri said, Hey, Josh and Brian. Hey, Zuri. Hey, Zuri. Uh, love the show and look forward to your perspective every week. I have a work dilemma. Oh, okay. Lord. Oh, Lord. Whew. I work in a pretty traditional office corporate structure, and mm-hmm. I'm on the middle management level. We know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. The company is mostly white. So you know the microaggressions are a thing. But the other day was a thing. We were in the office and she's an insert the hardest eye roll. So <laughs> we, all, we know what that looks like. Okay. Uh, we were in the office and me and another black, black colleague were talking in the break room, waiting for our lunches to heat up. That's like great conversation there. Yeah. A white, man, a white manager comes in and says, oh, is this the company picnic or something? <laughs> Wait, he said what? Let me read that again. <laughs> a white manager comes in and says, oh, is this the company picnic or something? I don't believe it. <laughs> he laughs and walks away. That didn't away. happen. That didn't, that didn't happen. happen. Mm. That didn't happen. I'm going to keep reading. That didn't happen. I'm going <laughs> to okay. keep reading. I'm going okay. to pretend like this happened. Okay. My colleague follows him and confronts him about the comment. The manager gets immediately defensive and is loud. Ooh. Oof. White guilt. Ouch. <laughs> he causes a scene. Mm. Okay. The black guy, let's call him Jerry, right? Black okay. guy named Jerry. Gets loud back, and at this point, I think he sees red. I run over, pull Jerry away, because I know old boy would have told Jerry to just chill, man. <laughs> to just chill, man. It's not that serious. You know that's they line. That's the line. Uh, and, and, you know, Jerry would have lost it. So Jerry reluctantly and thankfully listens to me, goes back to the break room, and then we talk it through. I let him vent and come and find out that he and the white manager have had interactions before. Mm-hmm. This time, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. I was heated. Well, I knew some stuff had happened around here. I had never experienced anything so bold and so wrong. Okay. But here's where things get a little interesting. I mean, as, as if it wasn't already. <laughs> right. <laughs> the next day, they called Jerry in, and I just knew he was about to get fired. To my surprise, they did not fire him, but they did suspend him with pay until they investigate the incident. Okay. Okay. They also suspended the white manager, so I guess this is a small victory. Mm, However, here's my dilemma. I got a notice from the HR review board that I would need to testify about what happened. I don't want to. I want no parts of this. I do want Jerry to be vindicated, but I also do not want to risk being in the middle of major office drama. What do I do? 
do I just go forward and tell them what I know and witnessed, or do I play it cool and mind my business? Thanks for your help, Zerubbabel. Oh. Brian, you want to go first? Um, uh, you tell the truth. I, you tell them <laughs> that the white man came in and called y'all niggas. <laughs> uh huh. You come. You say we was we were in the break room. This white man came in. And he said, "Y'all niggas is always in here playing and laughing and kikiing." <laughs> and then what happened is Jerry took offense and said. Sir, I don't mean any offense. We were just here having our lunch, you know, heating up our, you know, our hot pockets, and I want we want no smoke. And then make sure you said the white dude cussed at him and then called you a mammy. And you know, and then it escalated further. And then you just go on just make some story up. But yeah, I I'm I I know you don't want to risk being in the middle of office drama, but if you don't step in and say what happened, then chances are Jerry is not going to be vindicated. Mm. It's really going to be Jerry's word. And then it's going to be, it's going to be, did the white guy have a name? Um, No, he don't need one. Uh, Caleb was Zachary. Well, eh, we'll get my name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, it's going to be his word. Versus Chad. Jerry's Chad. <laughs> it could be Chad's name. It could be Chad's word versus Jerry. Yeah. And historically, mm. hasn't worked out for us. It hasn't worked out. Um. And then again, I know, I know you're exhausted. Mm-hmm. As a black woman, he, she, her, not he, she, her, her, <laughs> she. Sorry, yep. her, she. I know you're exhausted as a black yeah. woman saving the world and protecting and saving black men, but this is not the time. To let it just go by the wayside. So, I know you know. Put on the cape, sister. Y'all have saved us from many times before. You got to do it again because if not, I'm pretty sure Chad is going to probably get the better of this situation, and Jerry might be out the door. That's my opinion. What about you, Josh? Um, I don't know if you want to listen to me because I'm about to get you fired. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so for real, I don't know that I would have been able to be that calm in the moment. I I applaud you for even pulling Jerry back because I would have right. been instigating it, right. honestly. Um, especially had I found out what I found out later about this not being their first interaction, right? But I will say this. I understand the sentiment of not wanting to be involved Mm -hmm. because the more information you divulge, the more they're going to want to dig into your history, your interactions with Chad Mm -hmm. and all those different types of things. And they could really make you seemingly be a part of something that you had absolutely nothing to do with. Mm -hmm. So in that regard, I understand your sentiment. But on the flip side, I, I also was very intentional in listening and saw that you kept referring to Jerry as your colleague and not your friend. That makes a difference. Right. Which means that your relationship with him is that of maybe just water cooler, microwave, break room talk. But at the same time, I think this is a moment where black unity needs to stand. Mm hmm. And where you need to low key be like, this is what happened. I mean, right. verbatim. I know Brian mm-hmm. told you the exact, and I'm not, and I and I am here for a good hyperbole. 
Okay, I am here for it. But I think you need to go in and be like, we were in our we were in the break room Mm -hmm. minding our African-American business. And here Chad comes and says, oh, is this a company picnic? And then once you say that, begin to intently explain Mm -hmm. the level of their microaggression, begin to intently explain the history around the word picnic. Right. So while black folk have picnics, begin to really figure out and let them understand why that is so offensive specifically come specifically coming from him specifically coming from him at the time in which it came right you all were in the break room get ready for food so he's indicating that you're lazy he's Mm -hmm. indicating that you are not working he's indicating that you're playing around like i have I'm sure your handbook dictates that you are, you know, eligible for a 30 to an hour lunch. Oh, break. yeah. So oh, within yeah. that moment, bro, if I'm in here warm my food, warm my food. And if I'm talking to Jerry in the meantime, I'm talking to Jerry in the meantime, mind right. your Caucasian business. You know what I'm saying? So I will really go. I will go full history on this dude mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and give the HR review board everything they need to know and make it known that I have now been informed that this was not the first time that he's had this level of ignorance toward a black person in this office and begin to give testimony to the other accounts that you've heard. And while this may not be credible in the streets, I would be like, I heard this from such and such and you need to get greater accounts, right? Because I feel like this is a moment where black people need to band together and make sure, like, I'm not here to see anybody lose their job. Black, oh, white, know. brown, yellow, whatever, 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 right? But what I am here to see is that people being held accountable to their reckless and lawless actions. Mm-hmm. And I believe Jerry, especially being a manager, right? If he's talking like that just freely in the break room, there's no telling what he's saying behind people's back. There's no telling what corporate reviews look like with him. I mean, there's so many things, right? So I think it is almost incumbent upon you to say something. Take the meeting, sis. I understand that you don't want to get caught, but I'm telling you, this is a moment where you need to take the meeting. This is where you can do some of the work. And it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. It is. To Brian's point, it is exhausting sometimes being black. It is super exhausting being black in America. And I'm going to talk about that in a greater conversation because I got some sitting on my spirit. But what I am telling you right now in this moment is to go in there, be honest, tell your truth and really give facts, irrefutable facts of why those things were so offensive why those things were so harmful and then let it be and and just kind of let it be from there otherwise you know i probably would have popped off we all would have got fired on that day because we probably would have jumped we would have jumped chad in the middle of the office like (laughs) i would have swung especially if this wasn't my first time i might have swung on him i'm gonna be a real yeah i don't know brian is always ready for a fight so always Always. i don't get into fights but you know he's the fourth member of nwa Brian, you're the fourth member of the Well, there were technically five members. So I was oh, the six member. member. <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, correct me then. Excuse me. <laughs> I just thought it was Ice Cube, Dre, and Easy E. <laughs> you got Yella and Ren. Yep, Ice Cube, Dre, and Easy E. <laughs> I was right the first time. <laughs> well, you would have been Breezy B. <laughs> or Harry Hair. Something <laughs> Homicide. Homicide hair. <laughs> no, that's a good one. Homicide hair. A murderous man. That would have yeah, been. <laughs> I murder tracks and niggas. Yeah, murderous man. There you go. <laughs> Brooklyn would have been looking at you through the through, on the on the phone through the window. <laughs> Touching y'all handprints. <laughs> uh, but no, to Ruba Bell, I, I don't know if we were helpful. 
but um, definitely let us know because you know I am always here about holding white people accountable. <laughs> so Please let do. so let us know um, what happened, how you were able to navigate that with the HR board, and you know if 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 our guy Jerry is all. I, I will say this: I'm happy that he got suspension with pay. So it's right, kind of like right. a vacation. Right. And it's because, you know, we that's reserved for privileged white cops. Mm-hmm. That, don't, that don't usually happen to us, you know, in middle management and entry level or whatever, mid, you know, mid management career level stuff. So um, that is something to applaud your company for that in the midst of that, they're not cutting their pay, especially in a, especially in a panini press. We right. are in the middle of a panini press. Mm-hmm. So people are losing jobs and stuff like that. So I am um, happy to hear that at least, right? He, he didn't lose any income, but definitely tell your tell your story, sis. Please do. Tell your story, sis. Okay. So that was the P.O. Box. Again, please, 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 please send all your questions and all the things uh, to the P.O. Box. We want to hear from you. We want to have the, you know, if you just want our opinion or something. Uh, if you want to just let tell us, know. let us know. If you want to just, you know, tell the world about, you know, your juicy secrets. If you want to break up with somebody, let us know too. We'll, we'll, we'll shout them out. We'll let them know that you don't love them no more. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so please send that to um, askthejigsaw at gmail.com. Go on the website, link, link with us, connect with us there. Send your information there as well. Now, ready to go to a greater conversation? Let's talk about it. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, we are here at a greater conversation where we get some things off of our chest. I feel that you have something deep on your chest, so I'm going to go first. Go for it, bro. Okay. And mm-hmm. mine is not really a rant. It's more like a kiki and a cackle. But kiki is. <laughs> um, just seeing all these insurrectionists who... Donald Trump has turned his back on. <laughs> I mean, cackle man, a guy. Bruh, it's the funniest thing ever. Like, they literally thought that he cared about them and he was going to support them and pardon them they on social media crying you don't care they push me out and mace me (laughs) (laughs) talking about they came here for that oh it's just hilarious and y'all did all that and this negro has the nerve to let little wayne (laughs) and kodak blackout (laughs) before (laughs) y'all little wayne Lil Wayne don't even know that he's still on Earth. Lil Wayne got so much codeine in him. (laughs) He don't know where he is. He could have been in jail literally and thought he was at home. That's how high Lil Wayne is always is. Oh, bruh. That just makes me so happy. So I'm just, if y'all out there on the the interwebs and y'all see these Trump supporters who are the insurrectionists and the traitors, we're out there crying and, you know, asking for pardons and all that kind of stuff. Please send those videos to me because those tears, I make that my coffee with those tears. Those tears are pockets of joy. Aren't they? Like, I just kiki and cackle all day. It's just the funniest thing ever. 
It but, is. You know, that's you now. Now it's your turn. Get something off your chest, you know. So um, as many of you who've been listening to the Jigsaw for a while. Oh, I'll do that later. Oh, oh okay. but because there's I mean, I mean, we gotta talk about the love we've been shown just in a week. Oh, yeah. We gotta talk about that. We will um, but so for those my OG listeners who've been here since the beginning, when I was out here solo. Before we mm-hmm. came to do, before we became, you know, you know, the gospel group, Mary, Mary, we're John and John. <laughs> we're John, John. <laughs> we're Moses and Moses. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Joseph and Joseph. Jojo. David and David. We Jojo. <laughs> um, out here. But no, seriously. Um, From the beginning, y'all know that I got laid off from my job. Um, I work for a company who I, I, it'll remain nameless, um, who was it very terrible culture. So it was like a very bittersweet, only bitter because I lost my income. Right. And I started working a new job and grateful for the job, grateful for the income. It's, you know, it's cool. Um, however, I am the only black person in that office. Mm. So sometimes the culture is a little interesting mm-hmm. to say the least. Let me say it that way. Um, And we have monthly, not monthly, weekly meetings, just kind of checking in about reports and statuses and updates and things like that. So not this past Monday, but the Monday before, I want to say that was the, um, the, 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 what was that, Brian? Like the ninth Uh, or something crazy like that? The 11th. The 11th, yes. So on the 11th, we're in our, we're in our meeting. And usually, um, for my short time being there, if there's a holiday, there's something big going on, our, you know, our boss says, hey, this day is coming up. Because, like, we work for, like, the, the type of work that we do is that we do um, market analysis and community development consulting and, you know, things like that. So when we are delivering our results and our reports and our analysis, it's usually based on due dates. So when the holidays are coming, he's like, hey, just be cognizant. If this is due, that is due, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just waiting for him to get to MLK day. And I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and nowhere in the administrative updates does he ever acknowledge it. So we go on with the meeting. (laughs) We continue with all of the updates from each individual analyst and consultant. And we're just talking and talking and talking. So um, I am sitting there baffled within myself, again, as the only black person. So I do have an, an ally who works with me. He's a real ally, white guy. Great dude. He'll remain nameless, too. And he's the only person who I can kind of talk to. And I'm just like, hey, are we not off on MLK? He was like, I don't know. You know, our boss didn't mention it. Trying really hard not to say names here. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so I take it upon myself. I needed to ask a question about one of my projects anyway. So in asking, I said, hey, by the way, are we going to be in the office Monday? He said, yeah, I'll be here. I don't know why we're not working. And I'm like, you don't? Okay. So I go back. And at that moment, I'm immediately heated. And this past Monday, as you would hear in my story, that I was at work, worked a full day. I did get to work about 40, about 40 minutes late <laughs> Monday. Uh, rightfully so. Rightfully so. And it had little to do with me being rebellious and a lot to do with I was just moving really slow on Monday. But nevertheless, um, 
I, I felt some kind of way because I, I graduated in 2011 from Morehouse and I literally started my like career job the, that Monday after graduation. So for 10 years straight, I've never had to work on MLK. Mm-mm. Matter of fact, let me just put it like this. In my 31 years of African-American existence, I've never had to work <laughs> on MLK. If I've done anything, you know, Brian, we believe this model. MLK mm-hmm. is a day on, not a day off. Oh, yeah. Right. So we so if anything, I'm volunteering, I'm giving right. back or <clears throat> I'm participating in some type of commemorative service or something, you know, something I'm doing something to honor the legacy of MLK. Mm-hmm. And I've worked for predominantly white companies. I work for white CEOs, all those different mm-hmm. kind of things. And we get the day. But this but I, and, and I guess this is one. I was frustrated that I had to work. But two, we're in Atlanta. Right. Of all places. We in, you know, as, as the Atlanta people say, Atlanta, because they don't put mm-hmm. no T's in it. Um. Why are we working? Why aren't we at least acknowledging the work that, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King has done? Mm. Why are you forcing us to be here? And you know what I'm saying? Like all of these different things are rising up in me. And what it really led me to believe is that they really don't care about what matters to me. Like mm. I have come, like I've always known that, but it became extremely clear that a lot of times white people are not just tone deaf, but they really do not care about the things that we care about. Mm-hmm. They really do not honor the things that we honor. And because they don't do that, that means that they don't value some of the same things that we value. They want to make Martin Luther King this mystical, amazing guy, which he was amazing. But like stats have been shown that at the time of his death, he's one of the most hated individuals in America. Mm-hmm. Like literally the government was like tapping into his phone records and mm-hmm. following him and you know it's, it's it's said that they had a very critical part in his actual death right so like this 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 majestic creature or figure rather that you've created on this day is not what was you know what I'm saying back in 1968 when he mm-hmm. was assassinated so but my thing is in Atlanta why can't we honor it why do I have to be as a black person the lone voice that advocates for this why mm-hmm. am I the one because if because I don't know all the days we get off but I'm gonna tell you this if we got President's Day off I'm gonna take it <laughs> but I'm going to really feel some kind of way because mm-hmm. we're honoring like, you know, what I'm saying President's Day and not even honoring, you know, what I'm saying, somebody who really pushed the needle for right. me to even mm-hmm. be able to work for you. Right. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Who pushed the needle for me to be able to have to take up equal space in your community for me to be able to do the things that I'm doing. And it is beyond frustrating that like I don't expect white people to be my savior. I don't want it. You know, my Jesus is black, so I don't I don't have any white savior complexes. I don't expect white people to be the grace and the mercy that's necessary. But I would do expect out of white people. And sometimes maybe it's a high expectation, Brian. What mm-hmm. I expect out of most of them is decency. What oh, I expect yeah. out of most of them is the acknowledgement. What mm-hmm. I expect out of most of them is at least to value the national holiday that is Mar- Dr. Martin Luther King. National. Like legit. And I get that we're busy. I and if and if I had chosen to work mm-hmm. because I was so busy and I had a tight deadline, I did have some tight deadlines. But that would have been my business. That would have been my choice. Right. Right. But to be for, but to have it forced upon me oh, to yeah. be able to do that and not even honor my Morehouse brother, my black brother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like that, like it, it really bothered me this year and it really made me value and really and we're gonna have to have a whole conversation about workplace and careers. And shout out to the the P.O. box because mm-hmm. I think it's worth the conversation. Like it really makes me think about in my 31, going into my 32nd year of, of African American life, like right. how, how much work culture and being happy is important. 
Because, bro, I don't really know how much longer I can be the, the sole black voice in this office. And when mm. I tell you these boys are white, white, they are lily white. They are white, white. And the way they think and the way they act and the way they move and the way they just go. So my so this is less of a rant more so than it is a PSA. And the greater conversation of it all is, is that we got to honor that which is valuable to all. So even if it wasn't a day off, like my mom's job technically um, doesn't, but they, they provide MLK as a floater. So for mm. those who want to honor and to do it, like that thing, I have two or three floaters and it includes MLK, Veterans Day, like a couple of those like holidays uh-huh. that are kind of iffy. Right. Like, and you're able to take, you know what I'm saying? You're able to, with, without question, be off and do your thing. Like right. at the very, at the very minimal, give us the option. I will say this. If I am with this company um, within the year, oh, it's going, I'm using a vacation. I am not. Mm-mm. working i am not going into any office i'm going to make sure that i plan my projects in a way mm-hmm. that i will not be affected by any deadlines because i am off on mlk mm-hmm. um so i'm just really disappointed in the fact and I, i'm i'm more and i don't know that i'm disappointed more so than i'm just irritated because it's not surprising all right, right i'm right. not shocked by any of it at all um but i'm really irritated at the fact that there was no honor for such a great man that i Black Josh, Joshua Jamal Rogers had to work on that, which is a national holiday. Mm-hmm. But that is my greater conversation. And that concludes this episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. It does. It does. Um, and going back to what we were saying at first, uh, y'all have been showing us so, so much. much love. We decided last week we was going to come back and just you know do a culture code episode. Just kind of shoot the breeze as the old folks would say. Mm-hmm. And y'all was knee deep in the love and support. And when I tell you we felt every like, every comment mm-hmm. we got like a so many new followers on IG. People showing us love and like welcome. Mm-hmm. Welcome to all y'all. Like I, I, I appreciate it. Brian you want to say like thank you to the people because it's just yeah. like, yeah, man. Thank you to all the new puzzle pieces. Uh, the jigsaw would be nothing without the puzzle nothing pieces. Nothing without y'all. Nothing. Uh, thanks for all the inboxes, uh, <laughs> the DMs, the support, basically saying like y'all are fools and stuff like that. So I appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> go back and listen to the old episodes, those that are brand new. Um, you know, we do have had some episodes that have been super wild uh, and then some that aren't, aren't so wild, but we do appreciate the support. And just to let y'all know, please go to our website and subscribe and contact us, reach out to us. Um, it is the jigsawpodcast.com. Check us out. We got some pictures on there. We look really good. Just, you know, if I say so we myself. Do. We do. I skin, yeah. Our melanin is popping. You know, if I say so myself. Um, yeah, follow us on IG. Um, the Jigsaw uh, is on IG. I am Brian Hare. Mm-hmm. I am Josh Rogers. I am Josh Rogers is on there. If we're on Facebook, we're everywhere. Continue to show, show us the love. Continue to gas us up. Um, if you have, if you have any, let me. We don't ever do this, but if you have any episode ideas, like something you want to hear us talk about, oh yeah, that's a good one, Brian. Yeah, if you want something you you want to hear us talk about, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Um, we do have you know episodes planned out in advance, but you know sometimes there's something that may be on your heart or you want us to have a real in depth episode about, um, and we'll we'll, we'll talk about it because we're we're here you know to talk about black 
life, black culture, black millennials, how to deal with life, how to, you know, get through certain things and struggles and issues and stuff like that. So, yeah, so please reach out to us. Uh, we love you. We support you and you always continue to support us. Go on, rate us five stars only. Leave your comments. Tell the people how great we are. Um, make every Thursday a, a jigsaw day. Jigsaw day. And I think that's it. So before we leave, Josh, need to tell the people anything? I want to tell them, don't get caught with your work undone. Don't let this life stress you out, y'all. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Um, do all that you can, while you can, the very best way that you can. But like I just sang before I was able to say, <laughs> in the midst of all of that, do not get caught with your work undone. That is a wrap. We love y'all. And that's on next week. And that's on Mary Had a Little Lamb. (laughs) Okay. 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 Where the money reside. Where the money reside. You gotta start where the money reside. Where the money reside. Okay. You bring me in the deal you got because I'm gonna go to a lot because I do this all the time. Okay. And that's on who? Mary Had a little Let me get off this mic. Y'all be good. Good night.